0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Log On Games Weekly for March 6th. Uh, this episode has uh, quite a bit of coronavirus in it, I will say. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what's happening with the coronavirus in E3. A bunch of games got to update. Apex got to update. Call of Duty more Battle Royale rumors um, just today as we're recording this two uh, Sony games had news related to them uh, one in a TV show form and one in a release form so we're going to talk a little bit about, about all of that but uh, with me usually as always is Matthew he is xuser8x on all the social medias so we'll- yep Hi. <laughs> also, for the first time, uh, this podcast, uh, Robot first Giggles, time she is, a long time listener. you can see her on Mixer.com <laughs> backslash Robot Giggles or Robot underscore Giggles on the social media. So we will welcome her.
1: Hello. Hello.
0: Yo, yo, yo. Um, Happy to be here. Absolutely. Um, so before we kind of get into things, uh, last week, if you listened, you know that we're doing a giveaway, um, and the deadline is, I think, March 12th. I need to look this up. Whatever next Thursday is. So we record these podcasts on Thursdays, so we need to pick the winner. Uh, yeah, so March 12th, roughly around uh, sometime in the afternoon. I don't have a specific time. Um, that'll kind of be the deadline. Um, to our giveaway we're giving away nba 2k20 on the xbox one and we're also giving away a month of game pass uh on the xbox one so um i'll explain how you can win uh right before we get to the topic of the week this week um but basically you need to go on our social media and we have this big post big green letters that says giveaway that's where you're going to be pointed towards but keep listening if you want to know how to win that um, again, this is Logon Games Weekly, podcast that, ha- that has all the news and hot topics in the gaming world that you need to know about. New episodes upload every Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, pretty much anywhere that you listen to your podcast. Um, if you're listening to this and can rate us five stars or share the link, that helps us out greatly. And if you have any questions, concerns, anything you want us to talk about, uh, you can follow us at Logon Games on all of the social medias and uh, we will we would love to communicate with you guys um, so we'll get into it into the weekly news uh, earlier this week on Tuesday apex had uh, an update that is secretly kind of a, a bigger update here so um, apex legends has a new event called system override um, but before we get to the kind of what the event is um, I want to talk about kind of we, me and Matthew talked about this as we were playing Apex the other night. Oh, yeah. um, but they actually like patched some things that I think kind of went unnoticed. Um, so the Sentinel, what what it does plus five damage to what it yeah, was? Yeah, five more
2: damage. Yeah, which it needed to. It really did. Like it was, it was, it was pretty beastly against uh, obviously shields if you want to do the whole shield battery thing, but. Uh, outside of that it wasn't really super useful because it takes 17 years between shots
1: <laughs> um, it does
2: it is so slow between shots and so i'd gotten to where i i prefer to use the uh the dmr over that just because it was so much quicker to use but yeah. um but yeah that was a good that was a good a good move on their part that makes me want to use it more
0: uh, yes yeah. um also, the Peacekeeper got nerfed again. Um, reload time, uh, uh, pretty much across the board, um, got nerfed again. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and then things like Bloodhound's, what, what, what do you call it? His little... Uh, ult. Uh, uh,
2: no, ability. it's not the ult, it's the L1. It's the Eye uh, of the Father. I think. He
0: mm, mm-hmm.
1: added like 45 feet or whatever.
2: I don't know what the actual feet is. You're probably right on that, but it's, I know it said three times. It's three yeah. times. Yeah,
1: it feels like 45 in game feet. I think it was 15.
2: You may be correct on that. I know it feels like Maybe forever yards. Now, I love it. Yeah,
1: but it's three times. Yeah. That's,
2: that's exclusively who I use. So
1: I was gonna say the Sentinel was so good at first because it was the only, um, it was the most Call of Duty feeling sniper rifle, and the fact that you could quick scope. But nobody Fair. uses it. None of my friends use it. Um, I get carried a lot by uh, Predators, and I was like, "Why do you want it?" I'm like, "Do you want this one?" They're like, "Nah, fam." And nobody could really say why. There's just something broken about that gun so them adding five them adding five damage almost feels like uh them trying to just cover up their mistake but i don't i still yeah. don't know what the mistake about the sentinel is i can't put my finger on it i, I
2: think i think it's just too slow i think it's what it is i think it it, mm-hmm. it it does if it's gonna be that slow it needs to do a ton of damage when it hits like that that's makes fair that makes sense so i've yeah. gotten to where i never use the triple take and now that's my go-to if i can find the triple yeah. take joke i'm in
0: mm-hmm Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm saying so, words that makes it sound like I'm good at the game. I'm not, but. I <laughs> <laughs> well, think The fact that it's so slick, because in
0: Apex, like you can be knocked down in a second. And if you're going against yeah, somebody yeah. that has like uh, like um, the 301 with an anvil receiver or something on it, like if you miss the shot, there's a good chance you might not get another shot off because it's that slick. Yeah. Even if really you do the whole, the whole shield thing, unless you're sniping yeah. from a long way away. <laughs> so
1: yeah and to go back to what you were saying about bloodhound i th- i noticed that they keep giving bloodhound buff after buff after buff and i think that there's a whole swath of people of like new players who don't care about streaming don't care about getting good they just want to pop on run a few games i think bloodhound like this going to sound like a jerk thing to say i think bloodhound is a beginner character in the fact that like it's a very attractive character to play if you're just trying to have a good time not trying to grind ranked um and so i think they're trying to make more fun beginner characters like bangalore what i think bangalore was the original beginner character uh kind of like the soldier 76 if you will um and uh so bloodhound is just they just wanted to make it super fun to play i don't you notice that there's like a meta for the top characters and uh bloodhound doesn't make it in and the sentinel sort of doesn't make it in and i yeah so i wonder if that's them just being like but we we really thought it would so here's a buff
2: maybe yeah, yeah that may be true i i, like I guess <laughs> i pretty much only use bloodhound and i love the buff because it it just changes it i think that's the character was kind of originally meant for that and even even on the uh the patch notes that i read it said that it's it helps him so that he can be used like going into a, a town area or something like that as opposed yeah. to yeah just giving yourself away when you're right, you
1: know. Which is so, which totally happens.
2: It does, and I I like him the best. Honestly, I've morphed on him. I was starting to use some other different characters and stuff, and I like him now because I like to use his ult and snipe from a distance. Mm -hmm.
1: Interesting. Yeah, it's changed.
2: It's changed. I used to not be that way. I used to like it because I'm terrible at close combat, and so I was like, okay, this could help. And now I, I, I get to where... If we are running into a, a a new area or something, that's when i ult so that I can make sure cool. I can see if there's anybody there at all or
0: something that's like that. Yeah. Didn't oh, they, that's very true. Didn't they buff fun. him before Season 2, like uh, his ult, so like if you get kills, it lasts longer?
2: Yeah. Yeah, they did. They yeah. did.
0: Some, maybe someone I don't just killed, loves So him. that
2: doesn't make any difference for me.
0: Someone over there yeah. just loves Bloodhound and, just keeps, and they're higher up, so they keep winning the votes. Like, listen. Bloodhound needs to be back again.
2: Listen, bloodhounds based off of my daughter. And I I want,
1: it could be, it it sure could be from my friends who work in gaming studios. That definitely happens. My, my theory is that there's this huge player base that's unseen, that's unheard of, that just gets on and has a good time in these games. And that's who likes bloodhound. Um, You know, they don't, follow streamers, they don't watch streams, they don't care about grinding rank, they just want to get on and have some games. So so a lot of times there's just a a big hidden player base of casuals that no one ever sees, especially not in our line of work.
0: Yeah. Um I use uh I use Bangalore quite a bit now. Yeah. Um so when we when we play together it's real easy because I can if he's in his old I can pop my smoke without getting in people's way because he can just see Mm -hmm. through the smoke with his heat vision. Ooh, so true. So the beginner characters, man, they're coming in, coming in, yeah. to take over. No, just
2: <laughs> Can I just say a side note that has nothing to do with this at all, but I think it's kind of humorous? My PlayStation is on, just like just sitting on, and somebody that I have never heard of just messaged me four times in Spanish, and I don't know Spanish. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. <laughs> okay, here we come. No. <laughs> Oh, no, it just you,
1: y'all don't want to see the messages I've gotten during this podcast.
0: <laughs> oh <good>. uh, <laughs> my, I have my I'm
1: looking at my Xbox home screen, too.
0: Are they in Spanish?
1: That's Let me see. <laughs> Let me look.
0: <laughs> it could be the same uh, person. Uh, I got
1: 39 messages.
0: Dang on. Nice. Mm-hmm. I, I was be-
1: on your podcast. Who are you playing with? Invite me. Hello, hello, hello.
2: Invite me to the podcast. And I love you.
1: Oh, hola, <laughs> hermosa. Yep, there we go.
2: Hey. <laughs> Hello, Hermosa. Um, so some of
0: the other things that happen uh, with this e- with this event is um, a new mode called Deja Loot, which is all the loot is in the exact same place every single game. So if you drop down and you find an all gold prowler in the dome, it, like it's always there. So you can just keep doing that or you can plan it out or however you want to do. Um, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, they also added what they call an Evo shield, which uh, to this, only this game mode. Um, and mm-hmm. the developers kind of, without directly saying it, uh, made it out to be almost like a like a test server type thing for this uh, Evo shield, which is mm-hmm. basically you start out at one shield, which is less than the white. But depending on how much damage you take, it'll go up to above gold, correct? Which is like... Supposedly. It turns red. red. I used it once, yeah. It, tur- it turns red, and I think it's five or six. I don't remember how much the, the gold gives you, but uh, it's quite mm-hmm. a bit of shield, If you, but you, you have to take damage for the shield to go up. So, um, but it's pretty cool. Um, I mm-hmm. thoroughly enjoyed it. I've only gotten it once. I've only played this mode a couple of times, but I did get it up to red the first game, and nice. that made me happy, but... At the same time, when you start out, you have one shield. So, Mm -hmm. I guess it depends on when you get it. If it were to go to, like, ranked mode or whatever. Like, if you get it right when you drop, that would be great. But if it's later on in the game and you're sitting there at one shield, it's it's not ideal. Um, Yeah. Some other things that happened with this update. uh, A change to the heirloom. um, It used to be, like, the skin heirloom skins. used to be... If you were lucky enough to get one, it would come in your Apex pack, um, and you would get whatever it gave you, whether it was, you know, Wraith or whatever. Um, now you get a, sh- a shard or heirloom shards, which you can use to redeem any of the heirloom skins that you want. So that's nice. Um, so some pretty some pretty good updates in this one. They made it out, like, when the updates came, they did a whole stream or whatever. It made it out to just be, like, this big event, but there's a lot of little things that they added. All the um, backpack stuff. Yeah. Are... Oh, yeah, the backpack. So I, my gosh, there's so much.
1: I have a theory about the shields, um, and it goes back to my hidden player base idea. Uh, so I was talking to a friend um, on Mixer Mixerware we Gaming or whatever, and uh, so the shields, I noticed I don't I don't like the shields because i can never do enough damage before enough damage is done to me um versus if i find a blue shield and then i kill somebody because i have a blue shield and they can't deplete it and then i take their purple shield i find my shields going up faster than the doing the damage and having my shield go up on its own and then i was like well why would they have a shield do that when you would just shield swap every time you kill somebody uh yeah. basically you upgrade when you kill somebody then i realized like i think it's that single player base queuing with randoms your shield goes with you and uh if like if you're doing a lot of damage and randoms are are, ki- are stealing your kills um your your shield is still going to get better and better regardless of whether or not you have loop loot goblins with you because if they're stealing your kill and then they're running there and they're taking your stuff if you have one of those shields it's not going to matter because your shield's going to be growing with you yeah the whole sure. game
2: yeah,
1: yeah. and this, so
0: this yeah. game has grown a lot, it's, it's what a little over a year old now. Um, this game is very different than it was a year ago, like, like you were yeah. saying. People, um, like they, they pretty much added based on what you just said, uh, before season two, where you can get points for assist and stuff like that now. Because it was like if you didn't get the mm-hmm. kill, like you didn't get the points for the kill or whatever, yeah. Um, so they're slowly adding all these little, um, things that are just helping the game out so much
2: yeah i was gonna say a lot of times when games change this much over the first year it's because there were a lot of things that needed to be fixed i don't think that's the case with apex it's just being improved like it was a good game to start with and and they have uh they've improved it a lot
1: yeah for sure
0: well i like it yeah and then the backpack thing just real quick um basically uh i think they upped every backpack too right two spots so like normally you had six spots when you first landed but now you have eight and then the white backpack used to be eight spots but now it's ten but then Mm. um everything that used to be grouped in threes like uh the med kits or the shield batteries are now twos and everything uh used to be grouped in sixes like the syringes and the shield cells are now groups of four And then the ammo, instead of groups of 80, it's groups of 60. So they're kind of... And, and like, Mm -hmm. this is all the hidden stuff that you're talking about, Giggles. This is, like, they have all these stats, so they know, I think, kind of what they're doing. Um, It hasn't affected me. Like, I don't have a negative or positive thing to really say about it, because it's not that huge of a deal to me, personally. Um, And I also haven't played a ton since this update's been live, so... um, but mm-hmm. the battery, I mean, I, th- I think I kind of enjoy at least having more space at the very beginning of the match, if nothing else. Um, but it is what it is. A lot of good news. Um, all the patch notes uh, yeah. you can find online if you are curious about what we we're talking about. Um, but we're going to go ahead and move on. A couple other weekly news things that have happened this week. Uh, the Final Fantasy 7 remake demo. Um, came out this week as well It kind of took the world by storm um, I played oh. it <laughs> it is the worst no uh, I played it and I'll just give uh, a little flag here. Um, from what I've seen everybody that has love loves Final Fantasy games um, especially Final Fantasy 15 or, or was nervous about any of the them messing with Final Fantasy 7 from what I've gathered, is the demo is pretty much meeting or exceeding everybody's expectations. Um, So that's good. Um, On my side of things, and I believe my brother is kind of on the same train of thought here as we both love turn-based kind of action-y stuff. uh, This game, the biggest part about Final Fantasy VII Remake is that it's not turn-based and it's more if turn-based was mixed with Final Fantasy XV's kind of actiony uh, combat. Um, and that's pretty much what it is. Um, it's not as hacky and slashy, I think, as Final Fantasy XV was at times. Um, it's pretty much you hold... Like, if you're Cloud at the beginning of the demo and it's teaching you how to play, you hold down square to hit the enemies with your sword. That's, really, that's all you do. You just you hold down square. That's your one move. Um, once you're... I think it's called the AP meter. Um, once that fills up... You can hold L1, the battle kind of slows down, and you can pick if you want to do a magic move or whatever or if you want to do one of your skills. And that's that's very bare bones of how the combat is. You hold down one button until your meter gets up, and then you choose what skills. So it's not as action-y um, as you would think, but it's also not as turn-based as people that like turn-based would like it. Um, but that's just combat-wise. As far as everything else, like, the graphics, the everything that they've remade um, is, I mean, from what I played, it was gorgeous. And I played on PS4 Pro. I don't know if that's enhanced or not, but um, character models are fantastic. Dialogue's fantastic. Um, way better than I thought it was going to be. So, just a little tidbit there. And like I said, the demo is out right now. If you have a PlayStation, I have a friend that has a PlayStation Go play it if you're at all interested. It's like a four hour demo. Um so it's quite beefy. Uh negative but it doesn't it doesn't carry over though. So if you play all four hours of this and you buy the game, you're gonna have to just play it again. So I played maybe forty five minutes, knowing that if I were to get the game, I don't want to play four hours ever again. But take that as you will. Mm. Um moving on here some more news. Giggles probably has a little bit more insight on this than I do. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare's Warzone Battle Mode could release soon. This comes by Steve Watts at GameSpot as I'm reading the (laughs) article for. Right. Um, I got Modern Warfare, as did uh, a couple of my friends when it came out. Um, Played it for a while. The whole shotgun debacle at the beginning kind of killed me, where it was just...
1: Uh huh. That broken shotgun. Into,
0: exactly. And I was just uh-huh. like, it oh. killed you in game. It killed me in game, and it killed me inside of my heart. That's where it killed me. Um, I was just, <laughs> I was just so over it. I was just like, cause Call of Duty for me, I haven't. I'm not. I'm always on the fence with Call of Duty. Just about every year. Um, usually don't get them, but this was Modern Warfare. It wasn't jumping off walls, doing crazy stuff. So I'm like, okay, I'm back. I'm in it to win it. And then the shotgun's like, no, you're not. You're not in into winning. <laughs> We're going to mm-hmm. ruin you. And so yeah. it just got to that point. And I haven't really gone back since. But this Battle Royale out thing. out
1: here ruining lives.
0: Exactly. This Battle Royale mm-hmm. thing, I really only read up on today. So you can give a little bit more backstory. I will say that the one thing I didn't know, <coughs> and all this stuff is rumored, <coughs> if I'm correct. Like, they haven't said anything. It's just heavy rumors that this thing is going to drop. Uh, at some point very soon. But Mm -hmm. the thing I didn't know was that it's rumored to be a completely free standalone game. Um, So this comes from... I'll just read this one tidbit. Again, this comes from GameSpot. Um, It says, At the same time, the Battle Royale mode will reportedly be released as a free standalone game, which will give players the option to upgrade to a full Modern Warfare. Uh, The report also claims... It will use the same battle pass as the main game, letting you progress through and earn cosmetics in any of the game modes. None of this has been officially confirmed by Activision or Infinity Ward. So I thought that part was cool. So if this comes out as a standalone thing, then I might be intrigued to hop back in. But Giggles, why don't you give us some Mm -hmm. insight on on all this?
1: Firstly, can I just say, why must every game have a bloody BR? (laughs) Like... Do we have to have a BR for
0: every game? If you're under the like age every- of 18, yes, you must or we're not going to play. Yes. All oh
1: my gosh. In that but with that said, I do enjoy playing BRs because I too read the Hunger Games when they came out and <laughs> and was into that. Um, and um, so <sighs> I I heard tidbits that uh I heard tidbits that it was supposed to come out yesterday this BR all I'm saying huh, I don't know when it's supposed to come out I bet they will not surprise release it because this gaming group has never done any surprise releases like the same like Apex Legends was like hey surprise here's Apex Legends we didn't tease it at all um, but I don't, I've never seen COD do anything like that. So I bet that they'll try to make as much money off of pre-sales as possible. And it won't be a surprise. Um, that's my, my, like, that's what my money's on. Um, secondly, I hope that since this is a gift, did you guys play Blackout
0: for um, Black,
1: uh, Black, Blackout? I did not. The
0: I know so, I've, I've watched enough to know what it's about, but I never played it.
1: Hopefully they learned
0: I'll
2: we have played Call of Duty in years.
1: Okay, so it was disappointing. Uh, so, like, before Blackout, like, the, the BR was PUBG, and then Fortnite, and then Blackout. They hit, like, boom, boom, boom. And Blackout was supposed to be, like, everybody who was playing Fortnite and didn't want the third-person shooting really craved the ADS. And then Blackout came out, and everyone was like, yay! And then they were like, ah... Uh, and then Apex hit, and it was what Blackout should have been in the first place. And so it's a different gaming group. Um, I, I forget. I don't. I don't know. It's been a long day, but it's a different gaming group that would that would hypothetically be making this new BR. But I'm not holding my breath. Um, if it comes out, of course I'm going to play the heck out of it, and I'm going to love it. But uh, I think it takes a whole different mindset, and a whole. I think it takes a whole a gaming company that makes BRs to make a good BR, is is my opinion about
0: yeah. it. But well, that's, that's what surprised me about the especially now. it being like a standalone game. was like I wonder, if this is, comes out as its own thing, is it going to be it, just the Modern it, Warfare Basics just kind of into a battle royale, or is it going to have some more love in it?
1: If, if they use the Modern Warfare Basics, try to shove it into a, B, a BR, and try to uh make it a game mode it's going to be total crap um if that's what they're going to do if
2: that's what they're going (laughs) to do it should just be offered as a hey here's a new mode to play if you already have the game
1: yeah Um, yeah that's what they're going to
2: do it should (laughs) be anything extra just download and play or just whatever you know
1: but i think I think BRs take a whole team and a whole mindset and a whole experience group because... uh, They're going to be good. Yeah, if a BR is going to be good, it can't just be a game mode. And that's just my personal opinion because... uh,
2: Uh, I think you're right.
1: Yeah. So a friend of mine named Spartacus thinks that BR should become standard in every multiplayer game that it needs to be included. But I tend to disagree because standard games have like lanes to them and you learn the lanes like in in, uh, gunfight and whatever. Uh, but a BR has no lanes. It has like a 360 potential possibility of received fire. And I think that's what changes the entire mindset of it. So as much as if they have a, if when Modern Warfare comes out with a BR, it's, I'm going to play the heck out of it. I want it with my whole heart to be wonderful. I'm not holding my breath.
0: Yeah. Well, I was in the same boat of uh, like when Fortnite took the world by storm, I played Mm -hmm. it. But I hated the building aspect of it, and I still do to this day. Because, like, I will see you first, I will shoot you first. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter, because before I know it, you've built this entire house, and I can't do anything about it. So when Apex came out, I was like, I'm freaking in. And then the fact that it was good made it even better. And I'm like, I'm in on this yeah. 100%. So yeah, hopefully yeah. this Modern Warfare is uh, has some love into it, so it, it yeah. can, can stand on its own. Oh my feet. gosh,
1: I would love that we just outside of PUBG, I i don't think we have a good a good uh a like a good br that's uh ads yeah i would
0: yeah. uh and I would this would
1: be this would be really really hard to break into the market because fortnite is movement based and apex is arguably movement based even though they have an ads element to it um, but if, Mo- if Modern Warfare has a BR, then its direct competitor is actually going to be PUBG because it won't be movement-based and it will be a gun game. And so that'll be very, very interesting to see.
0: Correct. Um, but it's what you'll true. see, the, uh, the report that came out said that it would it's targeting they were targeting an early March release. And uh, typically, these updates to games come on Tuesdays. So March 3rd just passed, so March 10th would be this coming Tuesday, which I don't think you can call it early March if it's after that. So maybe sometime, probably by the time I upload this podcast, they'll come out with the entire news of everything that BR is, because that's the way it goes sometimes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know, right?
0: (laughs) Always Uh, goes. But maybe by by next episode, we will have uh, Call of Duty Battle Royale. We shall see. Um, A couple Mm. more news articles here before we get into our giveaway and uh, the topic of the week here. Um, Ghost of Tsushima, one of the last, I guess technically will be the last exclusive uh, PS4 game that that comes out. Got a release date uh, June 26th, a lot earlier than I thought it was going to be, which is interesting. I could personally do a whole podcast on that release date being June 26th um and what that means for the ps5 but i'll hold off um but they had a brand new story trailer if you're interested in this game at all um go check out the story trailer the if you don't even if you're not interested you can go look at it because it's absolutely gorgeous like graphically and just the world that this game is in uh it looks incredible um but yeah june 26 right after e3 very interesting but um Go check that out if you're interested at all. Um, and how and then, can
1: people find this to enter into the giveaway?
0: Oh, into the giveaway. We are at Logon Games on all the social medias. So um, I'm going to... We'll do this one more quick news article, and then I'll do the whole giveaway spiel. So if you're listening For sure. to this on our stream, do it. But uh, at Logon Games on our... Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We have a pinned post. There you um, go. And yeah, so we're giving away NBA and a month of Game Pass. Um, and I'll get into that just one second. Last sure. bit of news for this week. Woke up today, at, right after the Ghost of Tsushima thing dropped. Um, the Last of Us comes out. I guess I don't know if Naughty Dog said it or Sony said it or whoever. But they came out and dropped that The Last of Us is going to be an HBO show, um, which is taking the place of the movie that they announced back in 2015, I believe. They announced that they're going to do a Last of Us movie. Neil Druckmann, who is the write, writer and director of The Last of Us, was going to write and direct the movie. Um, and then today, they came out and said Neil Druckmann will also will still be writing and directing the movie, but he will be partnered with guy that I can't remember his name, so I'm going to click on article real quick. Um, He was the maker of Chernobyl on HBO, which... Oh my gosh! That was such a good show! and It was extremely good. Um, And very dark, and exactly what The Last of Us is, in a way. You're so right. So the fact that Neil Druckmann and this guy that created Chernobyl are going to be partnering to do an HBO show, I think will and this is really early on and I don't want to jinx anything, but it has all the traffic <laughs> to be incredible as been incredible as any video game adaptation adaptation has been at least. Um, but this will also be, um, a part of what PlayStation did last year. You can let me know if I'm wrong on that, but, uh, they kind of made their own PlayStation studios as a, a part of like the Sony entertainment studios, like movies, TV show realm. Um, to specifically make their games and uh, IPs into movies and TV shows. So we've had cool. the Uncharted movie for a long time, and we didn't have the, the Last of Us movie announced, but now this is taking the place of that. Um, so very exciting. Um, and then, of course, you had the Last of Us Part 2 in a couple months as well. So, so a, exciting. Lot of, a lot of good news uh, out there, and I'm very excited about this show the this, the sucky part, which it is with anything that you're excited about, is that you wake up one day and you find out there's going to be a last of us HBO show. God mm. knows how long it's going to be before this thing comes out.
1: Right? Uh, how long did we wait for The Witcher? I feel like it was a year and a half. Oh my
0: gosh. I'm not sure. And then At even least. shows like uh, The Lord of the Rings Amazon series, I feel like they announced a freaking decade ago. And they, they're just now filming it. It's just... It's ridiculous. But I'm very excited and it's kind of crazy but given to this giveaway like i said a second ago we are giving away nba 2k20 on the xbox one um it's a digital code not giving away physical copy but digital code we're also giving a month of game pass away and the important thing to remember about the month of game pass is it will only the code will only work if you've never tried game pass before so if you've tried game pass before and you don't have it anymore or whatever this code will not work, but you can still uh, comment to win NBA 2K20. But if you've been holding out on trying Game Pass, here's a free month uh, for you. Free month code that will get you started. Bunch of good stuff on on Game Pass right now. Um, so the way you do it is you're following us on whatever social media platform you want to. All of them, one of them, whatever. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Um, we have a post that has a picture of Game Pass and NBA 2K20, big green letters going across that say giveaway. All you have to do is comment on that post, either NBA, NBA, NBA 2K20, whatever, or Game Pass, or you comment both, and that way we know what you're entering to win. Um, so we're going to pick a random winner this Thursday from all the platforms, uh, but make sure you're following us on whatever platform you comment on, because we'll, Pick the comment, make sure you're following us, and then we'll send you the DM that way. Um, the deadline that? is going to be this Thursday, March 12th, so make sure you get it in before that. Um, the de- deadline 28th. Thursday,
1: March 12th.
0: And if you want an extra entry, you can share our podcast um, on whatever platform. So if you share it on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, That'll give you an extra entry. So you can get a total of two entries um, if you want. Uh, just make sure you tag us in that post so that we get the notification and we can see it. If you don't tag us, I can't scour the internet for years trying to find people's posts. Um, there we go. So they gotta, go. at, at. gotta at Gotta do the at. Um, so yeah, at that thing. We are gonna head into our topic of the week, which really before that
2: before yeah. that, can I mention one just no. real quick, news thing. I just kind of Absolutely want to get your not, thoughts no, 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 no. on it. Um, it's either today or yesterday that it came out that um, <coughs> Google has started a, a new Stadia um, game studios, and they've taken uh, I forget the name Shannon yeah. something used to so be the head was, of the God of War. Yeah, yeah, she
0: was the head of Santa Monica Studios. Um, yeah. Yeah. for a long yeah. time, and so yeah, she she yeah. went over to Google to start a new. Uh, a new little ditty over there so they can have some yeah. first party games, which is really cool. And then um, they, it, I don't know. It makes if any, me
2: optimistic.
0: I mean, sure. I mean, it's a good thing for, it's not a, definitely not a bad thing. And where Google State no, is no, right no. now, I don't think you can really go anywhere, but up. So, um, and that's their biggest problem is they don't sure. really have any exclusives. So it's like, why would people buy a completely sure, new yeah. platform to play things that they've already played? That's basically where it is right now,
2: sure, but. I just my I mean I've talked a little bit about it on here, and I've definitely talked to you a lot about it about Google stadia I think has out of all of the streaming services to me there's the one with the most potential, and that doesn't mean it's gonna work that just means they if if someone's gonna make it work, I think it's gonna be them, and it may just be that nobody's ready to make it work yet, but um but yeah, I don't know that could be that could be huge stadia to come out with games that people are like, whoa. I actually have to get this to play this.
0: That's how, so. it, that's how it goes. But yeah. Um, and then they um, they gave a... Uh, I forget what her name is, but for those of you that watched... If you're really hardcore in God of War, you may have watched the God of War documentary that PlayStation put out. Um, she was all over that documentary, but she's the one um, that has the head of the Santa Monica Studios now. So... Um, Still in good hands. She was yeah. there every bit if you're worried about God of War. The person, the new head of the studio, she was a part of absolutely everything that happened in God of War, um, according to that documentary. Um, so I don't see much drop off there, and I'm sure they're working on God of War 2 now anyway. So um, yeah. it's good news. Whatever. Um, topic of the week E3 um, uh. is again in the headlines here. So I'm going to give a little bit of backstory here, and then I'm going to pass it over to Giggles uh, for, for a a, que- a certain question that I have. So, the coronavirus has, you know, a bunch of people backed out of PAX, Sony being the big one.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, so scary.
0: Because of the coronavirus, and it's understandable. Um, so... The question at that point was, which I think we had on the podcast, uh, me and Shibby talked about this um, a couple episodes ago, was, is Sony leaving PAX, like, is it a cop-out? You know, they're, they're, they've already backed out of E3 again. Like, what, is this a Sony that we're not, not seeing, like, exactly what's going on behind the scenes? And so the big question was, are other people going to follow Sony and back out and, like, kind of... Or is this like Mm. because at the time we really didn't know what the coronavirus was, how big of a thing it was going to get. It wasn't in the U.S. yet, so Mm, um, it's pretty much just snowballed pretty hardcore since that time. So the game developers conference is postponed indefinitely. Um, Gamescom is kind of on the fence of what's going to happen there, Um, but two days ago, March third. 2020 at 4:20 p.m. is when this article from IGN went up um, mm-hmm. that I'm that I'm kind of looking at right now to kind of jog my memory. But basically, they came out and said that uh, the Entertainment Software Association came out and said that E3 2020 is full speed ahead. Like we we're paying attention to the coronavirus, um, you know, our eyes are on it, but everything is a go for E3 2020. Um, so yeah. IGN reached out to them for a statement and they basically said the same thing again. And then today, I don't know if you guys know this or not. Let me bring up this tweet here today. Um, I am bit they, for those of you that are unfamiliar, they have for a very long time done the floor. If, if you've been to E3 or you know anything about E3, you know that there's crazy things that happen on the show floor. So they're the ones that basically run the show floor, everything from figuring out where people are going to be to building these giant landscapes. Like they are, they have their hands in all this stuff. Um, They came out on Twitter today and said, it's with mixed emotions that I am eight bit has decided to resign as creative directors of what was going to be an evolutionary E3 2020 floor experience. We've productive, we've produced several hundreds of gaming plus community events and it was a dream to be involved with E3. We wish the organizers best of luck. Um, Mm -hmm. Basically they're dropping out because of this coronavirus scare. So Mm -hmm. um, that's obviously a big hit to E3. E3 has not responded to this yet. So we don't know if they're just going to try and find someone else to fill that spot or if Mm -hmm. they're going to kind of reevaluate what they said two days ago. So, For someone that goes to these events, what are your just initial thoughts on what E3 is Hmm. or isn't going to be this year? Hmm.
1: So I have been to E3. I went two years ago as a guest of Epic Games for a Fortnite cosplay. And um, the show floor was incredible. It was unlike any con con that I've ever been to. They put, like tens of thousands of dollars into each booth and if Sony really didn't go which uh, a lot of my friends think that they won't because they don't care because that's not where they make their money then yeah E3 would take a massive hit however um however I mean I want to know I don't I want to know how much of E3 like I want to I want to know how much companies get a return for being at E3. That's a, that's something that I don't have any insight into. Like mm-hmm. if is having a studio at E3, does it really turn into, into money? Cause you're not selling a product. The whole reason to be at E3 is to be showcased in a way that can be live streamed on Twitch where people will tune in and see what game you're dropping. It's ma- it's those main stages that people tune in for. Mm-hmm. And those can be Recreated in their own home Studios like you know Mixer has Their own studio Sony has Their own studio uh, So that's something that they don't Need to be at E3 To do but then they have Their own HR department saying like Let's protect our employees let's you know Let's not I mean if, if we If we're cold hearted and we get down to money Let's not have employees sue us <laughs> For going To this event So I, I think that I think that uh, uh, E three isn't what it was uh, ten years ago. I think that what it is now is to is for people to watch the stage to see what uh, what new games are going to come out, and I don't think it's necessary that they look at. They need to be physically there to to be on that stage. Um, however it, it will be a really big shame because as someone who's walked to that show floor and seen the two story booths like Fortnite had like it felt like you were inside Fortnite yeah. being in there, in there it was so epic so I mean the experience for the people That's who are going so there, epic it's gonna yeah. Uh, <laughs> it. Um the experience for the people going will be lessened for sure uh, but do, does a company like Sony need it to have the eyes of the general public to see what they're going to come out with next no do they maybe need to avoid it to avoid lawsuits maybe yes and if you think if you think about it you're only disappointing a couple a couple thousand people versus yes.
0: hundreds so let me ask you this with all the coronavirus issues and all these events People dropping out or them canceling it in general. Say Epic Games is going to be at E3. Say they invite you to come back and do everything again with all the coronavirus coronavirus stuff. And then more than likely, if E3 is still on, somebody's going to drop out or someone's not going to be there or whatever.
2: Would you still go?
1: Would I go to E3? If it was, so.
2: hmm. Hmm. How much they paying you? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah yeah are you saying if the uh can you rephrase the question yeah. if, like, so if, the, basically, if the
0: coronavirus- like yeah so like not only is the coronavirus an issue for these companies but uh-huh. as people that are actually going to these events like this is something that the everyday person is going to think about as well so e has uh-huh. already been the last couple of years headed down on uh, a downtrend mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so now is at while it's down and this coronavirus is also on top of it, do you think that's going to affect people from even going to the show? Like just everyday people from going to the show. That's what I'm saying. If Epic were to invite you back, do you think people Mm. like you, people like in your camp would think about it in a different way this time around than to just accept Mm. to go?
1: Hmm. So, Mike, that's a very interesting question, and it's based on the premise that E3 is like any other sort of packs where there's a big gray gradient between someone who's just a casual gamer who wants to have an experience and buy their Funko Pop of sorts and all the way up to a game dev, you know, that gradient between that person and that person. E3 is super polarized. You are either a dev or you're an observer. So someone like me as a content creator and arguably a small content creator gets pushed into the sidelines very, very quickly. So I found that going to a PAX, I could shake hands with the right people, meet the right people, play the right games. Um, Like all the PAXs, all the general cons, all the comic cons I've been to of the various sorts, you can meet people. But E3, you need to be huge or you're an observer, and so would I. If I were invited back by a game company, uh, would I go to E3? It would have to be a pretty cushy deal. I'm not afraid of the coronavirus, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as a as Somebody kinda of caught between those two things? No. I no, I wouldn't go. Um, but I th- and I th- think that if you're if you're a viewer, if you're the kind of person that enjoys waiting in line for four hours to play the newest Call of Duty BR, which you know it could be, uh, then you better you better pay half the price of your ticket yeah. <laughs> at this point. <laughs> That's
0: interesting <laughs> else- because um yeah. as you know, people going to E3, yeah. it's interesting that it's on the down and now and now E3 has to kind of take into consideration if it's yeah. worth it, knowing their past two years have been down and down and now mm-hmm. people might not come because of the coronavirus. Whether all these companies buy in or yeah. not is yeah. it's very interesting to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah that's that's kind of interesting like if you even look at xbox xbox is even is like the perfect example of like my theory of this like they don't even really need e3 they have their own entire separate event that's in la that's on a different day that people go to um when they're going to e3 and yeah. that's that's what that's what people are looking looking at my personal opinion and just take this with a grain of salt. You can probably borrow some of the salt from the uh, the people I played against earlier. Uh, but, uh, it, but take it with a grain of salt. E3 needs to get off their high horse. They need to make it a lot more ergonomic for the average person to get in and play games. Right now, they open up the show floor for something like an hour to, to two hours to all of the devs and there are so many devs there's like 40 percent devs there that they're even waiting in line for an hour to play a game um and it's just they're charging a ton of money for a have you guys ever been to six flags
2: of course i spent a of time but yeah
1: i call it a six flags line you're in line for two to nice. four hours for a quick little fun ride that you may not even like and so they, they need to come up with some sort of way to get rid of those six flags lines at E3 and with the coronavirus that they're just going to have to, they're just going to have to kind of step off their pedestal and, and figure a way to get, to get gamers in there and to, to make it more bang for their buck in my personal opinion.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to pass this to Matthew after I asked this, but um, I was outside. I've been, this is, sounds so strange, but I've been outside of E3 for the last two years. I've never got it in, inside. I just happened to be there. While the sure. show was going on. So I was like, I'll go outside and take some pictures or whatever. Um, but even the people outside and talking to people outside, um, them talking mm-hmm. about how empty the show floor kind of felt, especially uh, the last two years uh, or last year when Sony was not there, how there's just a whole part of the show floor that just like made the rest of the show floor just feel empty. Like there wasn't, it wasn't as magical as it used to be. And then because of all the problems that E3's had the last two years, they've, you know, had these just consumer tickets that you can buy that Joe Schmo can go to to try mm-hmm. and make up money for what they've been losing. Um, and now, so it's, so now it's like in between what E3 mm-hmm. used to be in like a PAX and they're trying to like, it's like both of them in they're one trying. and it doesn't work. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's E3's, it's in a spot, it's in a spot. And then yeah. this is the question i'll pass to matthew do you think that if the coronavirus takes over e3 and they cancel e3 and all these companies do their own separate things and it goes well do you think they'll all be like whether it's bethesda or ea or microsoft or wherever all these people are going to have their big uh conferences or events or streams or whatever they will do if e3 is canned if they're like wow that was way more successful why do, we even, why do we even need to go to E3 in 2021?
2: Well, I don't know that... I think that it would be successful either way. I don't think that um, whether Sony announces something at E3 or announces on their own is going to make it more or less successful. It's on E3 to make it uh, profitable for them to come from there. And I don't know. I've, I've said for a while that I think next year is the year that will tell the tale because I don't think... I don't think there's anything E3 could have done this year to get Sony there because I've I've kind of mm. already said my two cents on that. I think mm. I think Sony's whole point is they're not there because they want to let Microsoft make the first move on the console and then they're going to announce after that what their price point is or whatever just to win. I think that I just think that was going to happen, period, regardless. But next year Sony won't have that to keep them, you know, from
0: yeah. from doing a, a something before average, Microsoft a more that. normal year next
2: year right yeah if they have something new or big to announce like a new vr headset or something like that they can announce that it has nothing to do with trying to beat somebody to a punch or whatever um but i think that i think sony knows they beat microsoft on price and that was (laughs) a big that was a big deal for this whole console war because they got a massive jump head start and i think they want to at least do the at least do the same price, if not less. And I don't think that they want to take a, a gamble on that. So I don't, I don't think there's anything E3 could have done to get Sony there. But I think that unless something disastrous happens at E3 this year, um, next year will be the one that tells the tale because mm. it's not, it's not about, um, I don't think it's about whether these people would be successful doing whatever. I mean, you can, Apex was super successful announcing a game like, oh, by the way, we put a game out today. And I mean, like, it's, you could be successful. However, if people, if you announce a good game or a game that's exciting or people would care about, it's going to be successful. Doesn't matter if you announce the E3 on your own thing or just drop a YouTube trailer. It doesn't, I mean, as long as people see it, people are going to enjoy it. If it's, if it looks good, it's just, it's on E3 to try to make it, um, worth everybody's time to go there. And I don't mean, Amen i don't believe i don't mean necessarily fans and developers because um as far as e3 is concerned they just need to get all the big boys there if they get the big boys there mm-hmm. the rest of it'll come yeah um it means it, even if you have to stand in line for four hours to play a game for three minutes and be whatever if the big boys are all there people will go do that and yeah, yeah and it's just i don't know it, it's interesting it'll be interesting to see what happens because e3 has always been like a uh kind of like a christmas morning for for gamers and it's, it has I hope it, it really I, is I it it's so magical
1: like as cynical as i sound i just really i want to see it be healthy too it also validates us gamers doesn't it like when people see like people are like gaming and being a nerd is not what it used to be especially not with all that with all the money that comes behind it these days and so when people go to e3 they're like they're like wait this is disney world i get it now um yeah
2: (laughs) sure sure absolutely when i I think the e 3 does still have some draw. I mean it really does. It's not like, oh, we can just do our own thing and blah 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 whatever. Because there's there is something that happens when your, your competitors announce big things on one day and you have nothing to show. Like that yeah. that's, you do get forgot about a little bit. Um forgotten about for, forgotten forget, about. Forget about. Uh, um forget forgot forgot forgot. <laughs> forgo- <laughs> yes, exactly. Forgo, forgot. Yeah. Um No, that doesn't sound forgo- right.
0: Forgot. <laughs> it got forgot.
2: Uh, <laughs> But, but no, but there is when, when all the, all your competitors announce cool things and people are like, oh, is this one better? Is this one better? I don't know. I'm excited about this, blah, 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 whatever. And then you're a video game developer that had, that wasn't there or whatever. That does matter. It really does. And so E3 does have a, a draw in, in that it's not necessarily about, okay, what can this do for me as much as what are all these other people doing stuff? And me doing nothing gonna do for me, and yeah. so they do still have a, a a big you know you don't you don't want to miss out on Christmas morning, and so <laughs> exactly, I, I, I it's been my opinion the whole time. I think Sony will be back next year. I really do, and and I think that if if the three big guys are there, if Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft are there, there will be no issues.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, I think we can all agree we want E3 to be healthy and, and kind of what it has been. I think E3 will be a thing. Whether it's something completely different than what we've known for the last twenty years or it's 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 the same the same thing and they get all the big boys back. But I think we and it's most gamers. To move it. Yeah. I agree with that a hundred percent I don't
2: think I don't think they need to never be in, in, in LA again. I'm not saying that. But I th- well, they need something to be like, oh, E3. This is different. This is cool. And I think moving it to New York for a year or that's, whatever. I think that there's some, there's some, there's some stuff out there. I think that could create some excitement that would be different.
0: There's a, there is some hidden reasons that you can find if you just search the web, um, from some pretty reliable sources. For the first time that Sony didn't come, that one of the one of the main reasons was that they just didn't like how the L.A. Convention Center was treating the developers when they yep. showed up there and how and how it wasn't up to oh. code on certain things and all that that kind of stuff, um, huh. which makes me think that, you know, if it went to Atlanta or Orlando or someplace like that, that has a giant convention center that can actually hold all these people, that it would do be, something that would like wouldn't London. Be
2: I, well, that's I mean, just do something. I don't want to go to London. I mean, so I'm just saying. Vegas. just something. of A, baby. I'm just saying Epic Games is here. They can come to Raleigh. I'm just saying it's right down the road. Um, mm-hmm. But we will say,
0: and uh, I, I can kind of speak for most gamers, is we hope that E3 can get back to what it uh, is in past. And then our hope this year is that, you know, coronavirus maybe calms down a little bit. lets us have E3 for what it is. Um,
2: or like, like, like Xboxes. Div- div- say what? I was just the next division game can be coronavirus.
0: Oh no! <laughs> that's what. Di- that's why Dying Light's been uh, delayed so many times. It's because they've been waiting for a new virus. They've been waiting for their coronavirus to hit hit towns. Like
1: oh, no, no. no.
0: But uh, like Google said, Xbox. You've heard of VR? Whole, this is real. Yeah, Xbox's whole arena is right across the street uh, from the convention center, so. I would assume they're going to do their. Th- they already know they're going to do their thing. E three, whether if E three, it's like all they had was Xbox. They would probably do it. Like, listen, we're still going to do it. We have Xbox right across the street. They'll, they'll help us. But, um, like we all said, we we hope E three goes back to what its former glory is. Um, but again, as we head towards the end of this podcast, if you have any. Comments on what we've talked about uh, on this episode, or if you have any questions you want us to talk about on future episodes, um, you can find us at Log on Games, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, if you're listening to this and you want to subscribe and help us out, we upload every Friday uh, to Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can get your podcast, um, it is there. Um, so if you're listening to this on Apple, rating us five stars is a big help. Helps us get seen, gets us higher up on the charts, get more earballs, more eyeballs on us. Um, so, yeah, we want to thank you all for listening this week. And we will see you all next Friday.
1: Oh, let's break it.